Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you are, welcome to Two Men with a Mic. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Happy days to you. (laughs) Happy days are here again. I remember watching that show. (laughs) Wait, what show was that? It's Happy Days. What do you mean? What show was it? You just sang the name, the Fonz. Oh no, but there's a, but that was a separate song. I think isn't there a song? Happy Days are here again. Oh, maybe you're right. Happy Days is goodbye, gray sky. Hello. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but what is that? Happy Days are here again. I know that that show too. Uh, I think That's it's a show. just gone. No, I think that, anyway, who knows? <laughs> anyway, how are you on this beautiful morning, Michael? <laughs> I've decided to stop asking personal questions and to stop um, bringing up personal issues. So, <laughs> so we have nothing to talk about. So I'm fine. Everything's great. It's so good. <laughs> how about you how are you doing um well according to the new rules um i can't say <laughs> thanks for listening all right the truth is my cat woke me up an hour ago it, the early morning recording is like a little rough but is it a little uh, mostly just because I'm really tired, um, and so I need like the extra sleep on the weekends and stuff. I'm not complaining at all, but as I've said before, like I love my son; he's the greatest thing in the world to me. But I I do get exhausted chasing him around, yeah. and and, um, and, and then... these animals are demanding too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll God. tell you. Well, yeah, and then there's this dog, right? I mean, like, like it doesn't matter who's here in the house. So Amber's, Amber, it's a hangout with Amber weekend for me because the girls are uh, down there in your area dress shopping for Julia's wedding, and uh, so you know I went and got her. But L.A. or something? Uh, no, they're just you know around there. Mm. But uh, um, anyway make a longer story longer um this damn dog is demanding i mean anybody will be in the house the dog will be just fine then i walk in the room and sit down it walks over sits in front of me and whines (laughs) well now your wife jen says that's because you give her treats and then and the, the dog, the dog knows that if the if if the dog whines, then you'll give 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 the dog a treat. But but it's not the treats would be the easy part. But it does that when it wants to drink water. It does that when it wants to go for a walk. It does that when she wants on the bed. She every everything when she wants a treat or wants a meal. This this dog is demanding. Yeah, Amber took her out this morning and, um, you know, and then comes back in and then like right 10 minutes before the podcast, the dog's whining and scratching on my leg and I got to take her for a walk. <laughs> right. They keep us on our toes. these Yeah, cats, huh? yeah they do. 
my cat went insane at 6 a.m. and just started knocking stuff over and throwing, <laughs> and, and like um, carrying toys and throwing them on the bed and <laughs> jumping on me and all this stuff. And it was like, I mean, basically the cat woke up at 6 a.m. and was like, you're going to play with me now. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy. I actually got mad for a second, but they are funny. We love these pets for doing these things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's somebody said they're, you know, like, you know, having a young child, basically. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do I do think they, they really fill our lives with a lot of good stuff, though, even though it's it's also an exercise in learning patience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I guess it does give you something to do because. I don't have to do a lot around here. My wife does it all. Mm -hmm. And and, um, I should really be a better, better husband and do something. But uh, I'll work on that. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of work. So what are you doing with Amber? You said it's Amber weekend. Not really anything. I just, we just kind of hung out. So she hadn't been home for a couple weekends. And, um, So I went and picked her up. She needed to do some laundry. She's got some finals coming up. So she thought she was going to come home and, and study and, and and that sort of thing. But, um, turns out that, that coming home isn't always conducive to being able to study. I mean, she did get a bunch of her laundry done. She had like two weeks of laundry and stuff, but, um, she just, you know, I could see it yesterday so i you know she stayed home i had to go take her car and get it smogged and um i guess that's all i did but (laughs) you know we we just kind of hung out and then we watched movies and stuff and um what'd you guys watch we watched a new series we found called um um something co but it's about it's kind of a cross between the scooby-doo and ghostbusters (laughs) a cartoon no yeah not a cartoon but it it takes place in um i guess england and in the future or whatever where ghosts are um alive and active and and like if they come in contact they can like kill people but the only people that can um send some or see them or capture them or contain them or whatever are uh young people like you know teenagers yeah and stuff and what they have to do is like find the the item that encapsulates them and or not that encapsulates them but but that like is whole bonding them i don't know they're they're like the ghost's talisman and then they they contain that in like something steel or whatever right and then um then it you know doesn't do anything anymore yeah but um so it's kind of similar to ghostbusters without the 
lasers and and all that stuff the proton packs yeah there you go don't cross the streams yep (laughs) (laughs) so but it's interesting it's a little bit different right it's 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 um a little you know it's 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 live action and a little bit deeper stories and and stuff like that but you know it's interesting it's entertaining i like ghosts i always like stuff with ghosts I, yeah. i've always i've watched a lot of horror movies and not because they were really any good but like <laughs> the one that the one that i like i, I never like slasher films or um gore movies and stuff like that but if, if there's a ghost then it's I, i'm usually down for it <laughs> as long as you invite the ghosts it's a party as long as there's some ghosts there yeah what was the name of that show again um i don't know but it was like the guy's name um it wasn't velma was it no no i saw that one but was that not, any good i didn't watch that mm-hmm um this I one seemed to be panned but yeah it, yeah this one's about um i think it's on netflix but it's it's about um it's like a guy's last name uh, okay yeah um, i don't know i can't think of it it's not constantine or something is no, it? no 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 it's it's all in it's all in england right where it's a little bit more Ooey gooey, scary. Yeah. yeah, pea soup fog and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, it was fun. You know, it was it was entertaining. It's not going to win any awards, but it's entertaining. But so we we did that, and then uh, we're gonna um head back. Uh, we were gonna go to church, but we're gonna be heathens. And- <laughs> <laughs> and skip it so uh sorry there pastor but we were gonna go but um i could see yesterday she was she you know like when i came back home and i mean she was studying and and, and stuff a little bit but you could tell that she wasn't she i, I could see the stress in her yeah uh, you know i could i could kind of like read it and um i could just tell that that she's not getting what she envisioned done, mm-hmm. you know, and she's a, she's a, a list person and she's a task person. And when she doesn't get her stuff done, you know, it, I, I could just, I could just feel it, you know? And, uh, so I just told her, you know, yesterday, I'm like, look, if this isn't, working out here you know we can we can go back in the morning you know because if we go to church which is is enjoyable we go to church then we gotta we 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 go to lunch and then we drive out there so you know she's not getting back till three o'clock yeah you know if we go this morning we can we can get something to eat and we can get get her back she can get settled in and she still has half the day you know, to study and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I know that'll be, 
that'll be better for her. I mean, she wants to be here. She loves to be here. She loves to see us and, 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 and hang out, but I don't think it's um, as easy for her to focus on college when she's home. You know? Yeah. So. Cause sugar keeps wanting to go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the dog's fault. Yeah. Yeah. So. So but, you're going to drive her back today? Yeah. Well, yeah, she'll drive. So I picked her up. I went up there Friday because my work's really, well, not really close. My work's about an hour, 10 minutes. Um, so um, went up there Friday. She'll drive. Then, then she drove back. And, dude, I went Friday. I was in bed by, like, 730 Wow, on Friday? Yeah, Friday night. Did you you had a rough week at work last week, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really I, I really got the shit kicked out of me by customers and and just um kind of was at my wits end on on Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. Um but uh yeah, it's hard to it's you know, I, I you know, it makes sense from the customer standpoint. You know, when when things aren't going right and they haven't been going right, that's that's all they know. But it's it's frustrating because I know in general as a team and as a group and, and, and stuff, we've made progress and we've made improvements. And and, you know, we have a lot of we have you know, we, we work with a, a lot of different companies. And and so, you know, some of the companies, you know, are noticing the turnaround and, 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 and things are getting better. And, and, you know, we're, we're slowly improving things as I implement stuff, yeah. you know, that I, that I want to implement. And, you know, we used to do weeding meetings every week with these, with these uh, businesses and stuff. Right. And, and, you know, we've turned some of some of them around to the point where it's like, you know what, we probably don't need to meet every week. How about we meet every two weeks and we cut this down from an hour to 30 minutes, you know, so, so that's where we're at with all this. But there was just when I inherited all this mess, there's like so many holes in the ship. <laughs> you know, I only got so many fingers and toes. Yeah, it was, it was a rough week. And, you know, it's going to continue to be a challenge and, and, and rough because, you know, we have to fix our, our relationships with these people and work through all these challenges that that hardcore did yeah they call it work right yeah that's why they call it work but i mean i i do love the challenge of i am a fixer you know and we are turning it around it is it is better you know um i took over this department well i took over another department right and and uh anyway you know just just in general that's the challenge right Make it a place people want to work. You want to be the place people, you want the reputation of, hey, man, that's where you want to go, right? That's the company you want to work with. Yeah. You know? And then within that company, right? Like I told, I, I, I told this one individual last week, I said, we need to make your department the best department in the building. That we want to make your department the department that everybody wants to work for. You know, mm -hmm. we, we want to make, you know, make 
make this the funnest, the, the, the best supported, the, you know, most comfortable department to work in so that every, everybody else and every other department's jealous. Cool. You know, that's my goal for that, for, for, for that, for that department. Cool, man. You know, that's the idea. Were they receptive to that? Well, who isn't? (laughs) If they're not, they're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, they're going to call you Chopping Block Mitch. Yeah, the yeah, um, that's what I was at at the last company, man. I, I I was I was definitely a fixer. I would I would get these regions, and that weren't performing, and I would just go and just just like in a movie, right, where you got some dude from corporate that gets sent to a small town America, where there's a factory. Yeah, and 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 they're like, okay, go in there and make it run better. Start firing people. Wow, so that that's kind of there was a couple of movies like that. Um, even even to a point, um, what's Pretty Woman was kind of like that. I was thinking of that movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Did I never ever... heard of that. No, I don't know that one. Uh, it was a David Mamet film, but it was all about salesmen, and I I think it might start with like this this boss showing up at this office of salesmen and he gives them this, it's a great brutal speech, but he's basically telling them, you know, they need to perform and they're not doing it. And so it's all got to be turned around, but it was this great speech. And, um, and it's exactly what you said. Like there's an office wherever the hell and they're not doing it. (laughs) The boss comes in to like shape them up. (laughs) <laughs> you might enjoy that film. It's actually incredibly depressing. Oh, well, great. Thanks. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's all about, like, corporate America and, and you know, like, the hell of jobs and all that stuff. But it is insightful. I mean, it's a smart film. Um, yeah. But that speech that the boss gives, like, is famous now because it is such a great speech. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, well, no one cares about that. Since we're talking about movies, do you want to just do our movie reviews? Yeah, yeah. There's a few few, uh, few things to touch on. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's all about the movies, right? We can't eat a Brazilian anymore, so, you know, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about So we could we could start by age and, and, and touch on our Starsky and Hutch. Okay. You know, <laughs> so Mike texts me um over the over the week and he's all like dude i just found the pilot to starsky and hutch (laughs) (laughs) let's watch it so i was like oh wow that's good i didn't even think of that all right so um we uh we watched the pilot to what is it like 1977 or something or before yeah i think it's like I should look it up. I think it's 77 or 78 or something. Yeah. For our audience of youngins, um, Starsky and Hutch was a TV show that Mitch and I watched growing up about two um, cops. And, uh, but what was, I used to love that show when I was a kid. I think you did too, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, everyone did. It had a couple of... Actually, I read all about it. Um, so it ran for four years, and almost immediately, Paul Michael Glacier, the guy, uh, Glazer... Is the that guy, the blonde or the brunette? The brunette. Okay. The, the, I, he's Starsky. But he started like making demands almost immediately as soon as that series was a hit, which some, you know people in the industry might say is smart because that's your only opportunity to really bargain for anything because right you know right. you got a hit show now they need you people love you so that's the time to go in and renegotiate your contract yeah um, which is basically what what starsky did and um but it seems like he caused trouble like throughout the show wanting to get out of it and then they appeased him by um paying him a lot more money and letting him direct episodes. But it seems like Starsky was kind of battling with them all the time. And so they said like uh, the first two seasons are really violent. And uh, one of the problems Starsky was having with the show was how violent they were. So they said starting in the third season of the show, they toned down the violence and they played up, the fact that they're buddies because the whole strength of Starsky and Hutch is Starsky and Hutch. Like those two actors have chemistry and um, it's, it's a cool relationship, like a bromance. It was a little bit, it, it was, it was weird. Like it was, there was, a, I noticed some humor and stuff in there or, or, or just interesting. So like in the very beginning, just, just, just one thing they're they're interviewing this, this witness and um it kind of reminded me of the three stooges mm -hmm. so um the i believe the blonde guy is god which one was it now David okay Skull. so the blonde guy was in the building and the brunette guy was outside talking to a eyewitness and and the brunette and and the guy goes go, you know tells the witness hold on goes in the building he's all like hey come with me and and he's all like Okay, and he goes out there and he goes, Okay, ma'am, tell him your story. So she starts telling the story or the or, or the guy starts telling the story all over again, right? And 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 then and then the, the witness is like, Are you gonna write it down? And he goes, Well, I was going to, but I don't have a pencil, so that's why I went and got you. <laughs> oh, right, there, right. You know, and it's like, why didn't you just ask him for a pencil? <laughs> why did you have to go get the whole person? And then like while he's talking. The other guy like puts his hand in his jacket like he's searching for something, and 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 the other one's looking over him like like what are you do doing? And it was just comedy, you know. In that it was kind of slapstick like that. It was like, yeah, I went and pulled you away from your investigation because I needed a pencil. Yeah, there's a lot of humor in it, a lot of slapstick, yeah. and, and very much like a Three Stooges feel which they kind of borrowed in the lethal weapon movies. And then they went yeah, like, over the yeah. top with it. But yeah, very, very, very much like the lethal weapon kind of stuff. But, but yeah, I just, uh, I, I just uh, thought that, you know, I just saw that and I was all like, well, that's kind of silly. Why didn't you just ask him? Why didn't you just ask one of the, it was like, it reminds me of my dog, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's 50 people around. There's a cop standing, a, a uniformed police officer standing three feet from you i guarantee you the guy's got a pen or a pencil yeah right but instead <laughs> he walks all the way back in the building 
and gets his partner. Yeah. And uh, they 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 use that radio. You know that uh, people use it on cell phones where they're like, "What? Oh, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. What? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Are you there? And then they they like you know scratch the mic or whatever. You know. Yeah. That kind of thing. This station and, is calling them and they don't want to talk to them, so they're like, "We don't understand you. The radio is messing up." Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a. The old, you know, so the, so you folks who think you're inventing something new on the phone, cell phone, when you're like, wait, what? You're breaking up. I can't hear you. That was around in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but so as soon as they turned down the violence in the show, um, the ratings dropped. <laughs> oh, really? And that's that's why it, it and then Paul Michael Starsky was always trying to get out of the series and um so it ran four seasons but three and four are considered to be kind of weak seasons and that's one of the reasons the show faded um and they they downplayed the violence and they were emphasizing their friendship but i i do think the only reason that show works is their is their friendship like starsky and hutch just have this great chemistry you feel comfortable around them you and I thought we were Starsky and Hutch, you yeah. know, the way they pal around and stuff. When the movie executive, though, said, that is a show about faggots. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am not a homophobe in any way. <laughs> like, that's just what somebody else said. But I really responded to the camaraderie between Starsky and Hutch. But uh, that movie executive said it's all about homosexuality. Wow. Um, well, so yeah, the really times, you know, the times were different back then. I noticed that because one of my favorite characters in that is Huggy Bear. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically a, a hustler. I thought, I think he's a pimp, but he's a hustler. Right. And he's got a bar and, and, you know, the bar is basically the future of Hooters for, right. for, for those of you that. <clears throat> don't know what that is in in the united states here there's a there's a chain of restaurants called hooters and basically very young and developed women walk around in tank tops and shorts and serve yep. and serve buffalo wings and and buffalo wings are little chicken legs with hot sauce hey. and well i mean now that now buffalo wings have evolved if you don't know what they are, they're they're uh, chicken, they're uh, small chicken legs uh, with all kinds of different seasonings. So you can get like garlic and parmesan. You can get spicy buff buff buffalo means hot. So buffalo and barbecue and Hawaiian and all kinds. I mean, there's a whole chain called Buffalo Wild Wings that has like twenty different flavors, and that's all they sell basically. But uh, it's a bar. Hooters is a bar, a sports bar. So they got tons of TVs um, on the wall. They serve beer and alcohol. And um, have... but it's like supermodels are serving you your beer and alcohol. Yeah, like, very appropriately I, I would... dressed. Yeah, they're they're all sexy and I... and like you can't even work as a waitress at Hooters unless you're a goddess. Yeah, so. I wonder how they get away with that though, especially today in like the PC woke environment where it's like the only girls that can work at Hooters are hot. 
And yeah, I, don't I wonder know. if people battle with them about that. Yeah. You need some fat girls in there. <laughs> oh, Everyone has to be represented. Yeah, I I don't know. You're I mean, discriminating that... against fat people. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I I um when I was single, I enjoyed going there. But now that I'm married, it's just an abusive trap to the married man because <laughs> your your wife is only gonna be mad at you the entire time you're there. Yeah. So I have I I I think we might have gone well, I might have gone like two or three times since I've been married at the most. And yeah. I've been married over twenty years. So um, I you know that I had the same reaction to Hooters ultimately as I did to like strip clubs, which I didn't go to a lot of, but you and I went sometimes. Um and uh you just I just feel used. Like they they're just these sexy girls come up and they act like they like you and it's all for a tip. Um, but then there's some part of your heart that's like, oh, my God, I hope the supermodel marries me. <laughs> and uh, and they, they work off that, though, for tips. And so ultimately, it's I found it frustrating. It's like, yeah, you can go in a strip club and see a perfect girl, but she's just working you for tips. You know, that's not a girlfriend. That's not a wife. That's not a friendship. They're just using you, and yeah. same thing in in Hooters, you know. Yeah. Like, well, and 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 on the other side of it too, you know, I've got three daughters, and and you know, I I personally would not really want my daughters to work there, to be treated like that, because yeah, some they you know guys are assholes. They and, are, and you know, They're really bad. Yeah, and uh, you know, I wasn't. I'm no, I'm no angel. And there were times in my life that I was an asshole, but, or that I am an asshole. I mean, it's not like it doesn't go away. I, my, my wife just has it under more control, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, it, 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 it just, there's no need for it. Right. I mean, there's no, don't go work there. Women don't, don't, don't go you don't have to work at at a place like that you know you just don't um there's 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 other options there's other easy options um i would rather see you work at a factory than you know dress up like that and and put yourself on 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 display for to be treated that way so um to all the women in any country out there you don't have to work um you know and be an object and be a right. thing. you know you're not unless you want tips <laughs> <laughs> yeah unless you want tips but yeah you know but i mean even there's, there's even you know we were at amber and i friday night went to denny's for dinner and you know they don't make them dress inappropriately and flaunt themselves and you know all this stuff and and you can still have good service and and you know get a good tip yeah you know without that you don't you don't have to no matter what color no matter you know men or women or or you know a bombshell beauty or an ordinary average person you know, none of that, none of that matters. It's, 
it's about your 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 attitude you know just if you can be nice to people and even in that case even when like jen was a waitress um you know she had good customers and bad customers but you know if you treat them right and and you know you you, you do your job well you will be re- rewarded with tips Anyway, getting back to Starsky. Oh, okay, and Starsky and Hutch. So, um, I uh, I watched the pilot episode, and then um, I watched the first episode of the regular series. Um, so remember, I used to love that show, and so did Mitch. And I used to identify with Starsky and Hutch and feel like I was Starsky and Hutch and all that. Um, it's what's cool is it's it's like 70s filmmaking and a lot of people say that the 70s that was the peak of hollywood that was like the golden era for hollywood when you had a lot of uh really great films coming out like godfather one and two and the conversation and a a, a lot of that was all coppola um but there were there was a lot of great kind of stylish filmmaking going on in the 70s and there there was like a huge um focus on like gritty cop stuff and uh so i mean if you watch tv i've always found it amazing like it always bothers me like how they will just lift stuff from other movies or tv shows and just do it (laughs) (laughs) like maybe people won't remember yeah yeah so there's a classic film directed by william friedkin called the french connection Oh, yeah. Did you ever see that? I think I did. I think everybody saw that. It was a huge hit. It's very famous for uh, the car chase in it, among other things. There's lots of stuff going on in that movie, though. Um, And I always found it interesting about the car chase. It is a great car chase. Um, But uh, William Friedkin said when, when they were trying to put the car chase together, they wanted to have like a rhythm to it. And so they actually cut it to the song um, Black Magic Woman by Santana. (laughs) So like if you play that song, the cuts are going to be on the beats of that song. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Anyway, whatever he did, it's a great car chase and it's a great film. Very nuanced and there's multiple layers to it and stuff. But it's a gritty street cop movie, you know. And... uh, Starsky and Hutch rips off the French connection like ruthlessly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they are letting you know we are making a TV show of the French connection. <laughs> By the way, they did make a TV show of the French connection called the French connection, I believe. Um, and you know who played the main cop in it? Who? Al Bundy from married with children. Really? Yeah, that actor. Um, in in oh the god, you just reminded me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh well, go ahead before you forget. Um, I was tripping out. So in the Starsky and Hutch people, now you guys may not know who this actress is, but the stripper girlfriend is Suzanne Summers. Oh uh, wait a minute, you watched the first episode, but you yeah, didn't see the I watched the first episode. Okay, I saw that too, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's they go to a, a, a bar and like one of the like stripper cocktail waitresses is played by actress Suzanne Summers, which I, I'm wondering if anybody even know who she, knows who she well, is. Yeah, she got pretty famous on the on the TV scene. 
you know. She did. But she, I was just uh, laughing because, yeah, because she ended up having like a main role on another TV show called uh, Three's Company. Yeah. And, and I think she might have been in some other movies and stuff. But, but yeah, she was, she was a pretty well, 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 well known actress. But I was just laughing because I'm all like, man, she's getting her start as a playing a, a, a stripper for like a, a two minute or a minute scene with the guys yeah you know but i was just like oh my god is that suzanne summers me too i i wonder if that was her first tv appearance i think it was a star and stuff yeah uh, but yeah i did watch season one episode one i i didn't catch the pilot uh, okay well i can tell you like um the pilot's good it's trying to be like a gritty french connection but then you have like a bromance in the middle of it um, but they directly ripped off scenes from the French connect, uh, the French uh, connection, like, um, Popeye Doyle played by Gene Hackman in the French connection is like this tough cop. And, uh, at one point he goes into a bar and just like takes over the whole bar and threatens everybody in the bar and to get information from them. And that's exactly what happens in the pilot episode of, of Starsky and Hutch. They go into a bar, take over the bar, start harassing everyone, trying to get information, which was kind of funny because I've always loved cop shows and I always wanted to be a cop and like mostly out of a superhero ethic where I thought I would actually be helping people. And, um, uh, but I had this weird reaction, like Starsky and Hutch go into the bar and then they just, they're like, we're the cop, you know, you're going to tell us what we want. And, and then they start sarcastically going down the line and like hassling everybody. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, man, why did I like this show? All they do is go around and hassle people, <laughs> which was such a strange reaction. Um, I even thought like, you know, those people in that shitty little bar, they're just down and out, you know, like. They're not necessarily hardcore criminals or whatever. They're just poor and depressed. And so they're just drinking. So why are you guys hassling them? <laughs> that was the weird reaction I had to it. Um, and later, I remember, uh, so then they made a sequel to The French Connection. And in the sequel film to The French Connection, they had a whole um, sequence where they the bad guys like kidnapped Gene Hackman, the Popeye Doyle cop guy. And then to punish him, they lock him in a room and start giving him heroin. And the whole point is to get him addicted to heroin and then just let him go. Yeah. And do you remember that? Yeah, I think so. But I, because I, because I, I've always thought that that is the ultimate thing. You know, if you want now, first of all, this is just our devious minds talking and this is not a recommendation to anyone. Yeah. But if you were a bad guy and and you had a bad grudge against somebody and you wanted to punish them, you know, like like they always like these these uh, people. Right. They go into these companies and and they and they plan to go and like, um, um, you know, murder the CEO and punish him for what he's done. Right. And all that. And I mean, and if you truly want to be one of the meanest human beings on earth and do one of the most vile and unthinkable things 
to someone, you're better off like just making them a heroin addict. Yeah. You know, that's you what could, they do. I mean, it was yeah. a grim, scary idea for the movie. It was original. Yeah. I mean, you um, could, the amount of, because you, they can't kick it, right? They're going to live with that and it's going to eat at them. And more often than not, they're going to succumb to it and they're going to, I mean, you see all these rock stars and I think that was like what killed Janice Joplin and, and, you know, all these, all these different people with all this money and a stupid little drug, simple little thing called heroin destroys them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not the economy crashing and a great this and a great that. No, it's just a needle and some heroin. Yeah. It's, um, I, I remember the lead singer from Alice in Chains. I think they have a new lead singer now, but the original, <laughs> the original lead singer from Alice in Chains gave a lot of interviews and he was very upfront about um, being a heroin addict. And uh, he actually ended up dying from it. Yeah. And, uh, but what was like, what was the point I was going to make about that? Oh, but like his final interviews, like right before he died, he was like, you know what the sad thing about heroin addi- addiction is? Number one, you're going to want it for the rest of your life. Yep. No, no matter what, if you get addicted to it. And then uh, number two, um, he, oh, I forgot my point. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> okay, I'm back on. <laughs> we got the mic back. Um, oh, but, oh, I know what I was going to say. The lead singer from Alice in Chains said that, like, in the final stages of heroin addiction, it doesn't get you high anymore. So basically you're just junk sick all the time. And if you get some heroin, it will stop the sickness, but you won't be getting high anymore. Um, So he was just like on this maintenance schedule of like just shooting heroin so that he wasn't sick, but like, it didn't make him happy. It didn't make him high. It's kind of a cruel thing about that. That's what I'm saying is, is 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 like if you're trying to plot revenge you don't have to kill him or anything you don't have to you know go in and shoot up your workplace that's all bad stuff you know just make him a heroin addict yeah yeah which is what doing. <laughs> it's, i don't think the french connection too was nearly as good as the original so i i, I haven't really seen it that much um but it, that was a great scary idea for revenge in yeah. that. And and just as a public service announcement, we do not recommend anybody doing any of these things. But there is a dark side to people and a dark side to men and or well, I should say a dark side to Mike and I that that we do our best to contain. But the reality of ultimate revenge of like, I'm going to kill that person. And, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll teach them, right? I'll kill them. No, they're dead. Yeah. You know, what the hell? You haven't done a thing. But did you ever see that movie, Old Boy? Uh Uh-uh. That's kind of what that is. It's like, it's just revenge. And, and the main character is the one being uh, attacked with it. But at any point, the, the bad guy could just kill him. But he doesn't want to kill him. He wants to torture him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't even have to do it, right? I mean, if you if you were going to truly punish someone, you all you have to do is 
is get them hooked on on the on the heroin and stuff and then you already you already know their life is no matter how much money they have their life they're going to spend all their money they're going to end up on a dirty mattress in a rat infested hotel yeah you know all by themselves you know living a tortured life yeah and then ultimately killing themselves yeah that's what in um taken that that show we talked about in the first oh that's season. right that happens to his daughter huh yeah yeah she gets taken and the way they control them is they shoot them up with drugs so that they get them addicted and then they'll do whatever they say for another fix and they just and they just control their lives i mean it's it's cruel it's drugs are well heroin in particular is- yeah I mean, I've never done heroin, and I yeah, never me neither. Yeah. We never did that. No, all we ever did was like drink, but and then a couple other things, but nothing big. No, and, um, and we certainly never did heroin. <laughs> no, but they do. They do say I was. I read this book by a guy named Danny Sugarman, and and it's called Wonderland Avenue. And Danny Sugarman claims that he was this kid and um he uh he was all into rock and roll and stuff and he bumped into jim morrison and jim morrison ended up befriending him and uh and so he got involved with the doors and um you know was doing all kinds of stuff for them and and ultimately i think he became their manager or something like that he also managed iggy pop and some of the funniest stories in the book (laughs) Are about Iggy Pop, who was totally out of control, twenty four seven. But anyway, in the book, he's like he has a long, loving passage about heroin, and he's like, um, you know, everybody who ever does drugs is looking for the ultimate high, and a lot of them are really fun. And he said, but when you do heroin, you realize that's the ultimate high. And he said, that's the appeal of it. He said, it's the, as far as how it treats you initially, it's the greatest drug ever. And so he ends up becoming a heroin addict, actually, and his girlfriend ends up becoming a heroin addict. And then like all of his heroin addict friends just start overdosing. They just start dying. And he ends up having to like quit it and all that. And it's like a big struggle in the book. But I think the appeal of that drug is probably that like it, it, that's the high. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, but it destroys. It destroys your you. life. It destroys yeah. you. It destroys you, and then um, you don't get that high anymore. But you yeah. still need it, which is cruel. Yeah. So if you want to be a master villain and and seek revenge, you don't have to kill anybody. You just have to make them a heroin addict, right? <laughs> but so so I'm watching Starsky and Hutch. They just rip that off, just like clean, like. Um, well, in the seventies too, drugs were were um, out in the open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was it was well, like, that, yeah. You know, it was the seventies was all it was all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Then yeah, it was heavily heavily promoted, and uh, like I've talked about in like difference between the generations and stuff. There was acceptance for being totally messed up on drugs in the 70s and 80s and yep. even in the 90s. And then um, now it's all shifted. It's all like anti-drug 
and I, I, I think, um, I think the millennials are much more tame than people in the seventies and stuff. Cause they've, they've just been bombarded with all the anti-drug stuff. Yeah. Probably a good and, thing. It, and it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You know, nothing, my, my motto, like, like when people were like, Hey, you want a beer or something like that is like, no, nah, man, I can't really look, I, I, I can't drink anymore. Nothing, nothing good. I, I can't look out, look back on my life and say, wow, my life is better because I got hammered. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a better place. I'm in a, you know, all that, you know, I'm doing better because about drugs and alcohol. I can't, I cannot look back on my life and say that, uh, you know, what I can look back on my life and say is the life that I have from being sober and clean is better than any life I had when I wasn't. Everybody decides that um, everybody who gets into drugs, if they're able to pull out, but usually what happens is like the drugs turn on you. They're not really working anymore. Like you said, and nothing really good comes of it. And then you end up stopping. And yeah, then or... once you're sober, you're like, oh, my God, why did I ever do that? Well, what a waste of time. Yeah, because, like, you feel so much better when you're sober. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's funny because I'll have people um, say things to me, you know, and, and they'll say, you know, how did you ever meet that person? You know, and 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 my and, and my and my response is. I wasn't sober. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the sad part of it. Like there's it, like alcohol gives you confidence and you're going to make friends and do fun, adventurous things. And uh, it lowers your inhibitions. So you're going to be able to talk to a girl and you're going to be able to sleep with a girl. Um, you know, and, and yeah, that's where a lot of friendships come from because you're not shy when you're on alcohol. You're you're ready to like you know right. <laughs> engage with anybody. Um, but it's yeah, but your perception of people is also skewed. So yeah, yeah, you know, it better all to be sober. Curse. What? It all ends up being a curse. All day. yeah, yeah. Um, it can take a while to get there, but ultimately it turns into like a curse. But anyway, on Starsky and Hutch, like literally, I, I, I think they they kidnapped Hutch and made him a heroin addict. Like the bad guy kidnaps Hutch, puts him in the same room that Popeye Doyle was in and makes him a heroin addict. And I remember watching it as a kid and I'd seen the French Connection and I was like, what the hell? Can they just do that? I mean, that's totally the French Connection. And in the pilot episode, they're doing the bar scene and that's totally the French Connection. And uh so I don't know. I remember watching an episode of the X-Files and it was 100% ripped off from Alien. Like everything that happened, it wasn't on a spaceship. They were like at an institute, but it was the plot of Alien. Yeah. And I was like, how can they do that on a show? Like they, they didn't even change anything. Like that's, but anyway, that's the world of TV where they rip stuff off. So Yeah, yeah. It's, it's far and few between to find a TV series that's original. They happen sometimes, but usually that's when it's based on a, a writer's book, you know? Um, yeah. And, and even then, you know, it's tough. But, yeah. I, overall, I remember raising that point with a film school friend about the X-Files. I was like, I, you know, everyone's telling me to watch the X-Files, so I finally sat down and watched it, and it's just a ripoff of Alien on this episode. And I was like, how can they just take that material and do that? And he was like, that's television, dude. <laughs> like, that's what it is that's what they do yeah. 
you got to do 60 Starsky and Hutch scripts, you know, for a season or whatever it is. And you're like, I have no more ideas. Okay, I'll just rip off the French connection, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let uh, me go watch something so I can modify it to fit. But I mean, you know, we we do that. I I don't know. I, I guess that's how we've grown as a as a world. Right. Because somebody says, Hey, you know, um, in fact, I posted it on our website, right? It starts out, it shows those cavemen pulling a cart with square wheels and then the dude standing behind them with round ones and the dude pulling the cart with the square wheels is like, I'm too busy right now. <laughs> and the guy oh, right, right, like, right, right. I saw that cartoon. I just clicked that I liked it today. That was funny. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what we do is we build off of each other. We're like replicators. Yeah. Right. We we take an idea and we add to it mm-hmm. and we build off of it. And if you think about it, that's kind of what TV shows and movies do. They take someone else's idea and they say, OK, I see that idea. Now I'm going to add to it, but I'm going to use your idea, but I'm going to add to it. And, you know, even the apps. Right. Even Apple and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It's all about improving what somebody else already did that's one of the reasons chuck got out of that stuff oh yeah because he, he was all like you you're 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 just rebuilding something there's no originality there's no um you know creativity it's, yeah it's like take this base model and make it better don't make it new just make it better you know and um, I, I, I think as human beings, we apply that across almost a lot of things. Maybe that's why our society continues to grow and evolve, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we take a concept, a square, you know, the first concept was, hey, let's put all, instead of carrying it one at a time, let's put it in a basket. Yeah. You know, and then they started using baskets. And then they were like, hey, if we make a bigger basket, the two of us can carry it. And we can help each other, right? And then I said, hey, if we put it on skids, then we don't have to carry it at all and we can drag it, you know? And then, you know, somebody said, hey, what if we put it on a log? You know, that's what I think that's how they say the Egyptians moved um, the pyramid blocks. Yeah, that was aliens in Antigrav. Oh, okay. Well, shit you saw the beginning of stargate right the movie yeah <laughs> yeah it's a landing pad yeah the the, the uh pyramids <laughs> are landing pads you know that's getting getting back to starsky and hutch and and all that i mean there was you know we even said it before miami vice reminds us of a more just a little bit more a better filming quality a little bit better acting quality and a little bit better writing quality but how much different is starsky and hutch from from uh, from Miami Vice. Um, Michael Mann, the guy who created Miami Vice, gave interviews saying that his idea for Miami Vice was to do Starsky and Hutch, except that he was going to put it in like a music video setting. Right, because that was the 80s and that, that was the new thing. Yeah, and he actually, I think he hired Starsky to direct a couple episodes and he kept saying in interviews, because I'm trying to do Starsky and Hutch, I'm trying to have that camaraderie between these two cops, um, in this case, Crockett and Tubbs, I guess, on Miami Vice. But that's what he was going for. Like, his whole idea. Talk about, like, what we were just talking about, you know, like, just 
building on ideas. I mean, but he didn't come in and say, I have a brand new original idea for a cop show. He said, I want to do Starsky and Hutch and, and yeah. made it his own. So it's, it's just what you said. Maybe this is how humans think where we just sort of build on other people. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, replicas. We're, we're, we're an alien, uh, uh, species dropped on this planet to replicate, reproduce and, um, build you know there's a in um stargate actually well one of the spinoffs of stargate um i think it's stargate atlantis there's an there's a there's a there's a species called the wraith and then who are basically vampire-ish where they they don't suck your blood they suck your life force but they uh -huh. basically do the same thing as a vampire and they kind of look like vampires. Which, by the way, was done in a movie called Life Force, directed by Toby Hooper. <laughs> it was um, see TV. I mean, it was space vampires, yeah. and that and they 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 were like alien vampires, and and that's what they would do. They would drain your your life energy. I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. I got mic'd. <laughs> <laughs> My brain farts are contagious. Um. You were talking uh, I, about Stargate and how much you liked it, and you were talking about the wraiths and how they suck energy, and and we were talking about how human beings build on other people's ideas. Oh yeah, okay. So uh, sorry for the brain fart there, folks. Um, anyway, um, so in that in that series in, in at Stargate, uh, at least I think yeah, I think that was the one. So there's a there's a you know always a a smarter species right and uh that smarter spe species had built miniature robots that were programmed to evolve and kill the wraith but the wraith got ahead got got um got a hold of them or whatever and rewrote the code and of course they're like an artificial intelligence so so they evolved, these replicators evolved into people. And, oh, my God, guess who's at the door? Yeah. Our little friend, Sugar. <laughs> you want to go on? Just keep the phone and walk with Sugar. No, she just wants to come in the room. Oh, uh, okay. In the studio. Come on, Sugar. Come on. Yeah, my cat's, like, flying all around me right now trying to throw a toy mouse at me to get me to play, too. Yeah. Sugar's in the studio. So um, anyway, the, the, the point being those replicators um, grow and evolve and build off of, you know, all this, all this stuff and, and continue to evolve. And, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, us as humans kind of do the same thing. We're constantly evolving, right? We started out with throwing stones at, at things and then we evolved. Now we've got, you know, then we had carts and then we had horse-drawn carriages and then we had motor vehicles and, you know, I guess we had trains in between there and, you know, now we've got flying cars. Yeah. You know? So you know we're just we're 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 just a replicator species yeah we are and there's also reverse engineering a lot yeah. a lot of corporations are completely built 
on stealing people's ideas, but just reversing the engineering. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, so I, it's okay if we're going in a good direction that's good for everybody. Yeah. But so Starsky and Hutch, obviously oh. not, not original. Um, but uh, so we talked a whole bunch about it. Um, what, what's the, what, what do you, what's your review? What you know, you I, I watched it. I watched that uh, season one. And, you know, other than, you know, some of the quality of it, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, no, it, I thought it was pretty good. I like yeah. that gritty street. Feel. Yeah. In fact, I just last night I just watched the movie Shaft. And because uh, I realized I'd never seen it. And um, it's the same thing. It's like urban grit and like streets and like city and like, you know, police and, and all that stuff. And I do sort of like that world. It's a sleazy world. But yeah, uh, but like as a place to visit in a detective story, it's not bad. You know? Yeah. How about yeah. you? Yeah, I I liked it, you know, Um it 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 wasn't bad. It's just not not really challenging, you know. I evolved, right? It just it, it. I like I like more challenging um, stuff. I thought the old couple in season one episode who, you know, was gonna. I, I, I never really made that much sense. They put a bunch of dynamite in the back of their car because they were gonna go blow up a building. Yeah. Although that back then was a serious issue the way we treated our elderly back in the 70s yeah was was terrible dude that yeah. has not changed both my parents god rest their souls are deceased and i was there with them while they were like doing the downward spiral and so they were in and out of nursing homes and they were all totally abusive totally abusive to my parents and they complained about it um and it was during COVID, so they were doing crazy stuff like, oh, no family members can come in here, uh, but don't worry, they're safe. And then they're abusing the hell out of all the old people in there. Yeah. And, and so, like, um, at one point, my father actually called 911 from a nursing home and called, he called the police and said, this is an emergency. The staff is totally abusing me. They're keeping me prisoner and my family can't even come in and talk to me. And uh, they are abusing me. And so the police came and got him out of that nursing home. Yeah. So it's still bad. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Um, when I was raised, um, and that's what was cool on that show Amber and I were watching uh, last night. Well, it was cool in a, in a way. Um, the, the, at the beginning of the first uh, show or whatever, um, the... Uh, the girl was talking back to her mom and the mom just slaps the shit out of her, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, you, you know, and it was like, damn, I haven't seen that in a while, but I lived in that era. I got, the <laughs> shit, I got the shit slapped out of me by my mom. You know, you don't, you didn't mouth off. You didn't talk back. You don't get equal rights. You don't, you know, you don't deserve uh, rights and, you don't deserve to be treated a certain way. You know, it's you earn that shit and you, you earn that shit by treating your, you know, talking to your elders with respect and and following their direction because they are your elders. And, you know, you learn 
and you're an apprentice and, and you do what you're asked because what you're asked to do is usually, usually for your own good health and safety. Yeah. And, and, and you need to learn from it because man, I, I remember one time I, my, I was in my grandpa's garage with him up at the lake, you know, and, uh, he was, uh, like rolling up a rope that he, we had, we had, we had used. Right. So he was putting it away, but it was long. It was like 50 feet. So he was, he was like pulling it in, you know, into from his left hand to his right hand and looping it in a circle. Right. So his arms were moving forwards and backwards constantly. And, and I got up right behind him, like right up his ass, you know, and he, he friggin' clocked me right in the face with his elbow. On purpose? No, no, he was just working, right? But I know he knew I was there. But he, yeah. you know, he didn't say anything, and and then I, I, it like stunned me and knocked me backwards. And he looks over, and he goes, "What the hell are you doing? Get out of the way! Don't you see me working?" And uh, he just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and and that was the 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 world that we grew up in, and and nowadays it would be like the kid. Well, I'm calling CPS, you yeah. know, and, and, and just, it's, it's, it's like, it's gotten out of control and there's no, no respect or, or, or discipline for the, for, for the elderly or, or listening to them. These, these kids that are 19 think they know what the hell's going on. Guess what? You don't, right. You're, 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 you, you haven't, gone through the things that the people that are you know 60 and 70 have gone through yeah you just don't know and and um you know you you got these these like 20 and 30 year old um people who 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 think they know this and this is an injustice and that is an injustice like dude you barely learned to wipe your ass i mean i I actually find this very frustrating, but I'm guilty. Like when I was young, I never listened to old people. And, um, and they would always say things like you just said, like, you don't understand. I've been here a long time. I've been through all of this. I can tell you what that really is. But now I realize, no, (laughs) (laughs) the older people know what's going on and it is, what's going to happen to you. And, and so it would be good to listen to them. And like I, yesterday I took my son over to the college to let him ride his bike. And I'm, there's lots of college students walking around me and stuff. And uh, I'm listening to them and um, I'm just like amazed at how stupid they are. Like they, they just, they have no fucking idea about anything. Everybody out there in the world, if you do treat elders with respect, if you do do the right thing, hold the door for them, you know, um, go grocery shopping for a random stranger, help an elderly lady carry a bag, maybe sit down and, you know, just talk to them for a minute you know, that sort of thing, then, then guess what? We're not talking to you. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, that's something that everybody has to understand. Now, if what we're saying upsets you and you take it personally, then maybe you need to do some reflection, right? Maybe you need to look in the mirror and say, what kind of person am I? Yeah. 
right? Because, you know, if what we're saying, you're, you're getting upset because you think we're talking to you, well, guess what? You, you know, you need to look in the mirror. Yeah. I want to, I want to, like, I, I hear these conversations amongst the young and I, I want to, like, jump in and go, okay, you know what that really is? And, um, but no one would listen to me. I, I am old. You know, I, I was looking in the mirror yesterday and I was shocked. I was like, you are an old man and um, nobody's going to listen to you because you look like it's the same way that I felt like you're just this old forgotten guy. Like, why would I listen to anything you say? Um, but yeah. the truth is, I could spare them so much pain if they would just listen to me about like what's actually happening. Yeah, you know what's funny is is um, so uh, without getting too deep into it because I'll get in trouble. But um, um, Ashley's you know going to see the guy, so she's flying out there, and you know Jen is is um, worried. I'm always I try and be the good guy because you know that just fits me. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I just told Ashley, I said, I said, look, Ashley, you're going to have to do what you got to do. Right. Because if you if you don't go through with this, I said, then you're always going to wonder. Right. You you have to as you know, you're going to have to go. Her mom kind of knows the end of the story. Yeah. But but. Ashley's got to go through it and we can be wrong, right? There's always an opportunity. We we can be wrong. We're not, we're not perfect. Yeah. But you know, what I told Ashley was that, you know, do what you think you have to do because if you don't, you're going to regret it good or bad. Sometimes yeah. you just have to go through it, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, that's, that's life and i know we're we're a way off topic um so to That's summarize okay. we're we're using uh starsky and hutch as like the foundation for our, uh, <laughs> for our life so yeah check out starsky and hutch and you'll understand the foundation of our life philosophy by the way i would, I would I, 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 yes exactly that is our life philosophy starsky and hutch um i do like that shit should we like do you want to say anything else about it or you want to give it stars or flushes um yeah let's um let's give it some flushes and then let's uh refill my coffee okay and uh we'll uh continue on so okay so even though there are issues it's dated there's some goofiness it's derivative um I still kind of like it because I, I do think Starsky and Hutch have great chemistry and um, that that makes you enjoy the show because you're like a part of this friendship, this great friendship that everything else sort of revolves around. So actually, I probably will continue to watch these old Starsky and Hutch episodes, except I'll skip season three and four because that's when they <laughs> they took the violence out. So how many flushes, my friend? I'm going to be really generous. I'm going to say, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Five is bad. Oh. One is good. Okay, I'll just do one flush. Wow. Also, because I think that show oh my is, God. Uh, well, yeah, it like, I mean, it set a trend. Like it, it put itself on the map and um, 
and there'd be no Miami Vice if not for it, um, yeah. because it was such a kind of different, powerful thing to portray, wow. which is their friendship. So I'm totally being forgiving. I'm totally factoring in. I love that show when I was a kid and other stuff. It's a completely subjective review. But yeah, I'll just give it one flesh because I still kind of like that show. Wow. I'm not even I don't, I don't even have anything to say. I'm I'm shocked that. Mike Gate of a movie one plus. It's nostalgia. I think it's just like Starsky and Hutch nostalgia. Okay. Well, I'm going to go get some coffee and, <laughs> and recover from that. And recover from that. And we'll be right back. All right. Dude. Dude. Um, we got a, we got a knock on the door. Oh, okay. It's a visit from Amber. Live. Oh, hello, Amber. Are you there? Did she, yeah. Did she get locked out or something? No. She she uh, just showed up in the studio. I wanted to take a tour again. Okay. So what do you think of Starsky and Hutch? Starsky and who? See. <laughs> 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 Here's the millennial in your presence. Has no yeah. idea about Starsky and Hutch. And it's probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> so uh i guess we don't have a uh a, a rant for amber for this episode what do you want to rant about amber just do it on the spot well i guess right now something that i've always been crazy about is the fact that there's traffic i mean i get that you know logically you know every time a car slows down the car behind it's gonna go a little bit slower but still everybody should be moving nobody should be coming to complete stops it just doesn't make any sense to me at all like traffic flows all right there should be no stopping there should be no braking there shouldn't be anything i don't even know why there's traffic and it makes me mad every time I'm driving or I'm driving with someone and they're stopping. And I'm like, how is this even happening right now? How? How? Obviously, Amber drove home Friday. <laughs> <laughs> We're overpopulated. Traffic's never been worse. And there's no sign that it's going to decrease, unfortunately. Man, it took me. I remember. I mean, Amber, you were probably two years old. But when I used to live over there by you, Mike, well, more in Temecula. Mm-hmm. And and I would go down to like Newport Beach. It's literally only forty five miles, right, from like Temecula to Newport Beach. It's not very far. Mm-hmm. Three hours. Oh, it would take me three hours to get there because yeah, to go forty five miles yeah. on a regular like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday type of deal. It's it, crazy. Yeah. It's still that way. The 91 freeway here, like going to any of the beach cities is just a disaster. And they, I've never seen anything like it. I really try to avoid that. And it's every day. The traffic, it's just, you are stopped on the freeway. I, 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 when I was younger, I used to like put my hand on the freeway when we were stopped. <laughs> You're like, get out, get, out my, get, get out of my car and scratch. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> Yeah, remember it's some awful. of the and they they added toll roads, but that didn't seem to help with anything. They yeah, built... now, now you just pay to sit in traffic. Yeah, I lost yeah. a pair of shoes before on the freeway. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> we were driving down the the one um, 
freeway by Marino Valley. I can't think of what it is. I think we were going on that freeway. Oh, I know. We were going up to pick up mom from work. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even in in Riverside. Yeah, you wouldn't have been in Marino Valley. Sorry. This is what happens when you get old, folks. Your memories (laughs) blend. That and liver spots. Oh, (laughs) yes. Our little puppy dog here, Sugar, is getting liver spots. Oh, really? Yes. She um, has had a rough couple of weeks. She's been down to the vet. A couple of times. Yeah, uh, like two or three times in the last four weeks. Oh, boy. They thought thought she was sick, but it turns out it's probably just liver spots, which come up with age and, you know, as the liver gets a little bit weaker. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you brought up a a sore spot. (laughs) Well, originally they had thought it because it was like well we have noticed like liver spots kind of on her back but she had something that was kind of starting to grow on her stomach and it was like elevated and it was kind of kind of looked like ringworm um and so that's what we thought it was in the vet too but then none of the like ringworm treatment was really helping that much mm-hmm. And eventually, like, the redness of what was on her belly started to go down and go away. And it left, like, this black spotty residue, which is the liver spot. So, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Hmm. So, yep. Sugar's an elderly one of us, Mike. So, Sugar, you and I are the elders. We're the elders, dude. Yep. I can't believe my reflection in the mirror it's weird because we all have this inner sense and we feel young on the inside but your body is aging and so like i feel like i'm 12 years old and then i go look in the mirror and it's like no you're a senior susan (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm 12 years old and then i sit up and my body pops and my everything hurts and i realize nope you're not 12 anymore. That's the other thing. There's all this stiffness. It's hard to get up. Like everything just starts to fall apart. Well, hey, this year you guys will both be able to start getting discounts on the elderly menu. Yeah, that's true. Yep. 55. We are now AARP approved. <laughs> <laughs> this is depressing me. <laughs> but on the bright side, you know, the older you get, that means like the more knowledge you have too. So there's a plus to it as well. And and I just want to point out that at this point in the podcast, folks, Amber was not listening to our show earlier because she was in the shower. <laughs> so um I just find that ironic and thank you, Amber, for for, for validating valid validating the uh podcast from earlier, which this is kind of a back to the future scenario. So Amber is sitting here in in saying things that she didn't know anything about, but she still doesn't really know anything about. When this episode releases, she's going to hear the episode, hear what we talked about, and then hear what she said all in the future. That's yeah. true. So everybody that's hearing this right now, this is being played in the three of us, me, Mike, and Amber's, and, well, four of us. We'll count sugar. Yes, Got to count sugar over there on the pile of laundry. <laughs> um, 
the four of us, it's our future. But when everybody is listening to this, it will be their present here and now. That's true. Well, you know, spiritual masters say that time is occurring simultaneously. So past, present, and future are coexist at all times. Well, yeah, that would be the East Coast. (laughs) They're in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Um, thank you, Amber, for that comment regarding the elderly. Of course, of course. Because, uh, yeah, um, I don't know where Amber came from. We we believe she to be an old spirit. Yeah. Um, because she is not a normal. Uh, I'm normal. <laughs> you, you are a special jewel. A special jewel. Well, all my kids are special jewels because they're my because spe- they're my kids. But um, it's it's. Everybody has different personalities, and I will definitely say that 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 Amber has an old spirit in her. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. Where did it come from? Well, I don't know. <laughs> God. Hey, Amber, while you're here, what did you think of The Last of Us? She didn't see that. It's too uh, too sci-fi scary for her. Oh, I would have thought you guys watched it together or something. No, I wouldn't watch that one with her. All right, let's no one will watch our that. Second one. review. We told you on the show last week that we would um, we would oh, watch. Right. We we had watched the pilot for the Netflix series The Last of Us, and then we were going to watch one episode of the regular series and then come back with our final word on it. Right, but I don't think it was Netflix. I think I think it's Paramount Plus. I don't. Mm-hmm. Is it Paramount? Oh, is it? Is it Paramount Plus? Yeah. Mm. Or no, it's it's HBO Max, isn't it? Oh, we don't no. even know what the hell we're watching. Yeah, it's HBO. It's HBO. I, remember that. I think it's on HBO, dude. Oh, uh, okay. But who cares where it's on? It's out there. Yeah, I'm sure people have heard of it. They're really promoting it. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's your final word on The Last of Us? Um, well, it, it followed what we predicted it would follow, right? So continuing to kill off main characters, which is always Amber's mad. If she's, she's already shaking her head, but so it keeps you on your toes with that. Um, you know, they kind of, but if you looked at the, yeah, we're not spoiling it because if you look at the, the poster or the, the image for it, it only shows two of them. Right. So obviously, Based on that picture, there's only going to be the guy and the girl, mm, yeah. right? So, I mean, it's not like they're they're um, so. Um, it's it's okay, you know. It's kind of slow. Yeah, would be my uh, yeah. would 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 be my thought. Um, I like that the zombie creatures are not slow dumbasses. And, yeah, there was some interesting stuff with that. Like, yeah, they're all interconnected. And so, yeah, if one zombie sees you, then like zombies from hundreds of miles away will know where you are, too. And yeah. they'll, they'll start heading that way. Yeah. Wow. So that was that was cool. Oh, yeah. You they also had brain that. zombies. Had what? They had brain zombies. There was some interesting makeup. Like, mostly they're just like zombies, like any zombie you've ever seen. But then. This last episode, there were like these dudes with brain heads. I didn't notice that. Really? They're, it's like their whole heads, like their brain exploded out of oh, their... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that was the guy they were fighting in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of... 
it was it was cool and gross i mean that scene's been stolen a lot so the one character you know gets infected right so she's gonna die but so she's staying behind just like in a military operation right you guys go and i'll stay back and cover you that was that was that was the scenario but instead of the beast like killing her it it or the zombie right it sends those it's like gonna kiss her and you see all those those tentacle things come out of her mouth like they're gonna kiss yeah and stuff but uh um yeah it it it, it it's it's too zo- amber sitting here with her five ma- flushes, five <laughs> flushes. <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah no, i really i i thought this is First, it's The Walking Dead. It's just The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when um, when I was just now talking. I was like, it's just kind of like The Walking Dead. It is, except I feel, and I do like that actor, but not in this role so far. Um, the Walking Dead had an interesting lead character. Um, yeah. That sheriff dude. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of centered it all. But I don't feel like this lead character the man that you're following is very interesting yeah i think he's kind of boring i mean it's a little bit different than the walking dead because um you know this girl is like the cure or whatever right maybe yeah Yeah. but they did that on the walking dead too it turned out to be a lie but there was a guy for a couple of seasons who was like i have the answers to everything but it's top secret i'm not allowed to tell you you just have to protect me and get me to the military and uh and then it turned out he was just lying because he wanted protection (laughs) <laughs> but they dragged that out for, for quite a while. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched The Walking Dead. Like, I did. Uh, not good. Yeah, I, I watched maybe the first season or whatever. But, I mean, it's just that stuff, you know, it's a little bit um, much for like me. It's gory. Yeah, yeah. It's, although, one of my favorite things that really drove home and I actually used in a meeting in, in one of our uh, – we're in the, we were in the middle of working on our budgets and stuff last week. That was part of the exhaustion. Um, so in that, in that, in that meeting, we were talking and somebody said something and I said, I don't have to be the fastest. I just don't have to be the slowest. The rest of you will get eaten by zombies. Right. <laughs> That's what I said in my, in my, uh, you know, I'm in there with all the directors and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't have to be the fastest. I just don't have to be the slowest. The rest of you going to die. What <laughs> that reminds me of a George Carlin joke. He was, he was talking about the dinosaurs and he was like, yeah, you know, people think like we're descendant from like giant dinosaurs and he goes, but actually, we're not. We're descendants from the quick little motherfuckers that make it back to the cave. <laughs> yeah. That's um, who we descended from, the little ones that ran in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. I like the show we started last night, Lockwood & Co. There you go. There's the name. Thank you, Amber. Again, <laughs> you guys will all hear that on the show, the past, present, and future merging, because <laughs> all of this is in the future but something that came up in the past and you're now, hearing it in the present. Now you're hearing it in the present. Ah, uh, there you go. Yep. So it was Lockwood and co. Yeah, it's pretty good. And what's that one about? It's basically, so it's like this girl, um, she's kind of, 
taken advantage like her she doesn't really have a great family and so they're basically her mom was just using her to get money um and so uh and then she ends up she like her mom puts her at this place to work because she has like a special gift and her gift is that she can hear and listen to like um ghosts and like um any supernatural activity and so basically she's working with this team and then something goes wrong and she ends up having to like she ends up running away uh and she finds herself um in uh london and basically there she ends up going to this other group of like ghost hunters run by like two young guys uh and the guy's name is names lockwood and honestly it's quite odd because these people look like they're like 14 or something and they're like running this entire business by themselves like no adults at all but (laughs) i guess it's cool you know kid power (laughs) um but yeah so she ends up going to work with those guys and they basically like saved the world and yeah it's kind of as far as we've we've gotten with it but that's the moral outline oh okay yeah it's pretty cool though good good all right so how many fleshes do you give the last of us mr mitch um right now i'd give it about three and a half yeah, I say four fleshes. Yeah. <laughs> Woo-wee, that one smells bad. It does. Two Men with the Mic is produced at Close on a Hanger Studios. You can reach them at the number two menwithamic.com. Amber, mom wants to hang